Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Chris Yem. He's the Director for Global Business Services with Inkscape. Chris, great to have you with us today. And you're going to talk about the outsourcing, the straight talk. Very exciting. So welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for, thanks for having me, Nick. It's great to have you indeed here. So would you like to start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Perfect. Uh, very briefly, my name is Chris Sim. I'm based in Singapore. Uh, have been here for about 22 years. I've uh, been uh, focusing on uh, outsourcing for most of those years. And that's, in fact, what I'm doing right now. That sounds great. So we have the right person then for the, you know, the topic of outsourcing straight talk. So, Chris, what is outsourcing all about? Yeah, it's a big topic, Nick. Um, so outsourcing, in, in, in the most simplest words, is um, as an enterprise, you wish to um, a hive off or outsource uh, your, your finance and accounting, your HR activities, procurement, IT, whatever, to like a third party, a professional third party. Um, and typically they're based in uh, places like India, Philippines, China, the, Malaysia, uh, just to name a few. Yeah, um, there's a lot more to it. Um, usually outsourcing is uh, also associated with kind of streamlining, digitizing, transforming those activities to create more efficiencies. So we're talking bottom line. Um, and yeah, that's that's uh, that's basically what I've been focusing on for the past couple of years. Okay, and then for someone who don't really know about outsourcing, could you perhaps take us through what would be the three key things to look out for? Perfect. So uh, originally outsourcing was uh, meant to lower your cost base. So you have a European uh, multinational, for instance, that wants to do its accounting uh, cheaper. Three things to uh, to take into account. Now, uh, one is uh, scrutinize the business case. Uh, you've been doing your accounting, your invoice management, your billing, your closing for donkey years. So you've never measured it. And suddenly someone asks you to measure, how fast do you do that? It's important to know that because the contract that you're uh, making with your outsource provider is actually going to be based on or start with uh, that, that assessment. So that's one. Uh, that's really important to, to look at. So secondly, um, I think we need to be uh, uh, really scrutinizing the business case at a high level, but also um, going into the details because that person like Mary, who has been doing your, your invoicing for the past 15 years, she has a lot of information in between her ears that has never been documented. And that's basically a pain, but you need to document things, right? I think lastly, but certainly not least, uh, uh, most of us in this world in 2022 are thinking about digitizing, transforming, all those words that you've heard on LinkedIn and different platforms. And what does it mean? So what, so you'd need to define what does good look like for you as an enterprise without being too ambitious. Let me stop right there. There's a lot more to talk about. That Those are the three things that I want to address and uh, in our conversation, Nick. Well, thanks for laying that out for us, Chris. And perhaps then, what would you say that the companies need to focus on or even perhaps spend the resources on here? Yeah. Um, as a wise man once said, I'm not sure which one, but as a wise man once said, um, 
the best solutions start with a, a, a detailed definition of the problem. So in terms of investing, I would say, take your time assessing where you are right now. Don't think, oh, I know that we're doing invoice management across 15 countries for Asia Pacific. It's easy, just document it and, and outsource it. You might find that you would need a lot more time to establish uh, the details of what your own staff has been doing. Uh, Mary that I mentioned, fictitious figure, right? But what Mary has been doing. So relationships that she had with suppliers, how to follow up, how to contact them, because guess what? You will moving forward uh, are asking your outsource provider in India to do the same. Um, so in terms of effort, put a lot of effort in the baseline. That's what we call it. Right. And Chris, a lot of things have changed in the recent times. We've gone through a pandemic. Now this talks about recession, even uh, perhaps a depression around the corner. There's so many changes also in digital transformation and, and the stage. What have then changed in regards to outsourcing in, in the recent times or even this year? Uh, yeah, just off the top of my head, um, for the past couple of years, we've gotten so used to uh, working remotely because we don't want to affect each other. Um, imagine a outsourced uh, service delivery center of your in India or Philippines. In the olden days, three years back, you would have a couple of hundred people um, um, uh, servicing you in a close quarters with their desks and whatnot. It would have been very easy for them to A, get access to your systems, uh, B, to uh, preserve uh, the security of your data, right? and see to actually walk over to each other and have conversations about, hey, this is how we close the books, or this is what's, uh, this sounds funny. Let's talk about it, let's whiteboard it. Or, and lastly, uh, talking about whiteboarding, to actually find some improvements in having conversations with each other physically. The past two years, most of those outsource centers uh, staff, they're working from home. And they're working from home, just like most of us uh, otherwise, with their own let's say, uh, local constraints. My Wi-Fi doesn't work once in a while. My power shuts off. Uh, I just heard my dog barking uh, just now, and that might be a disturbance. Some might be excusable, maybe even funny when you're working. Others are a, actually a disruption um, when it comes to actually performing the services that your client is paying for. So that is the, one of the major things that, that, that changed. You might wonder like how to make sense of it or, or, or uh, so what, so what, right? Mm. Um, it means in, in, for me, it means to work more closely with, uh, let's say your HR. And I'm making an assumption here, it could be another department, but your HR is typically goes into the details of what, what are the policies working from home? Are we going to subsidize an appropriate workspace from home? like? like the Googles and the Microsofts of this world have done? Uh, or, or are we going to at least pick up the tab for your Wi-Fi for your staff? Because now they're using your own Wi-Fi. Uh, it would be working more closely with IT mm. because uh, previously it was well, arguably easier to ensure a certain speed of your internet connection or your network, or your data security. That's also important. Or in fact, you mentioned it just now, uh, uh, digitization. 
to figure out what tools would be best to digitize a, a, a process and therefore make it more uh, streamlined. So that means uh, a lot earlier taking your IT or chief digital officer on the journey of outsourcing or improving your already outsourced operations. And I think lastly, Nick, uh, very briefly, um, my current job, I always say it's like 80% people work, um, coaching skills, team building skills, collaboration skills. As a leader, you're now so much more dependent on developing their skills. And therefore, a company might actually think of investing in, in, in training because you now need to do it uh, remotely a lot of the time. And how to motivate a, a team that is working remotely in India, depending on power shortages, whatnot, and still keep the performance going. So there's a lot of people work involved there. Right. And, and Chris, finally then, if a company wants to use outsourcing to gain a competitive edge, do you have some tips for that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, first of all, um, there are some big names out there that can provide outsourcing services. I would definitely explore that as a benchmark, but then there are like a second tier or maybe third tier services that you might want to explore for a more, let's say, cost efficient and fit for purpose um, alternative to such big names. Um, so that's definitely something that I would do. And uh, yeah, once again, I think um, to gain a real competitive edge, um, take a good look at how you're currently providing services to your suppliers in terms of, uh, I, I keep talking about finance uh, because that's what it is, but, but take a good look at how you're providing services right now, who you are as a em employer, for instance, when we talk about payroll, if you outsource that, surely you want to make sure that your people are getting paid in time. Um, so again, it kind of goes back to the earlier things that I mentioned uh, just now about baselining and, and how you're currently working to, to give yourself that extra competitive edge, not so much from a revenue generating perspective, but more from a perspective of being the best place to work at, being the more reliable client or customer to your suppliers. And that will pay dividend in terms of positioning yourself in the market as just a reputable organization. So that's my perspective. And I think it worked for, my, for many of, uh, of, of the clients and stuff. Well, thanks for that insight, uh, Chris, and uh, who's been talking to us today about outsourcing. So Chris, uh, any final notes to, from you? And also finally, let us know how people who want to continue this conversation can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, Outsourcing digitization, it's its massive. There's a lot more that, that's uh, in the pipeline in terms of technologies and apps. Please don't forget the up and coming uh, technologies and, and uh, vendors um, that could provide you fit for purpose um, solutions. Please don't forget um, uh, advisors that can use you, uh, that you can use for that. And be there like by your side, if you will, to kind of scrutinize what you're getting yourself into. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so that would be the, the best way, I guess, to get in touch with me. And don't forget, if you're an EGN member, uh, you can get in touch with me through the EGN app. I'm easily found. I'm based in Singapore. And if you really can't find me, ask Nick.
That's great indeed, Chris. I will link them up with you. And I think it's not hard to find you on LinkedIn, Chris. You've been very active recently. And thanks for all the engagement. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon at some of our upcoming in-person events in Singapore. Definitely. You can count on it. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 